evening everybody and welcome to girl talk let's talk i am your host brie and i am doing my first podcast which is me today um our co-host could not make it today so is i didn't want to not do the episode and leave you guys hanging so i'm gonna do the episode today and gonna be a good episode i got some good stuff for y'all and we're gonna go from there um let me just share my live really quick i think anyways so yeah so anyways um how are y'all doing today hey mama hey auntie I hope everybody had a great day today. Um, for me, I had to take a mental break from work today because I don't know what was going on with my customers today, but they was just giving me the business all day. Like my very first customer cussed me out and called me a stupid bee and was just very outraged. And I was like, you call me. Why are you upset? But he was just it was it was a lot. And then every customer after that, it's just like everybody had an attitude today. And my mental wasn't ready for it. So after lunch, I was like, yeah, y'all got it. I'm going to take a mental day. So I took me some time and I took a nap because I needed it. And now I'm rejuvenated and ready for y'all. So, um, yeah, so today, I know last week, actually, I want to um, recap, because last episode, we talked about effective communication. Me and Z, we discussed effective communication, and I know last week, we didn't get to do the podcast because Z was out of town, and I think I had to work. I can't remember, but um, we didn't get to do the podcast, but I did post a question on our Facebook um um, platform and I asked like if you could give yourself um, knowing what you know now and the knowledge that you have now if you could give your younger self any advice what advice would you give your younger self and um, I kind of did want to share um, as well um, what was posted because it was um, I think it was like only a couple people who responded but I said that if I could give my younger self any advice, it would be to make sure you have internet at work. <laughs> no, I said the advice that I would give my younger self is to slow down and allow things to happen the way that they're intended to happen. Don't rush the process, but trust the process. There isn't a set time frame that things have to be done. Go with the flow and everything else will work itself out. I feel like that's the best advice that I could give my younger self. Like I wouldn't change any of the the trials or the tribulations that I've been through because they shaped and molded me into like who I am today. But I would definitely, you know, give my like I, at a younger age, I was so in a hurry to like be an adult, to be on my own and to do this and that. And I think it was just because I wanted the freedom of everything. But with freedom comes a lot of responsibilities. And I would have definitely like told my younger self, like, don't be in such a rush to <laughs> pay all these bills because it's not what it's set up to be. Like everybody got their hands out every week. So it's not what you really want. So 
Um, anybody younger listening or that I talk to or encounter with, I always try to tell my younger friends, like, especially the ones that still live at home with their parents, like, stay at home as long as possible. As long as your parents are allowing you to stay at home, like work on your credit, save your money. Like when you move out, move out and buy your own. Like don't move out and rent. Like it's okay. Renting is okay, but it's so much more rewarding to have your own. And you're not just paying like extra stuff for no reason just to like rent from somebody else. So that's the advice that I would give my younger self. And I would give anyone else who is younger than me. Um, also, someone posted on there, um, they said that I would definitely tell my younger self to be more selfish in every aspect. And I definitely agree with that. Um, I'm not as selfish with me as I should be, um, which is crazy because it's like I'm always trying to make sure everybody else is okay, but sometimes I'm put on the back burner. So, like, what I would definitely tell, that is another thing I would definitely tell my younger self, like, it's okay to look out for people, but make sure that you look out for you first. Like, you're the most important thing, so make sure you look out for you. So, um, that was that on that discussion. Um, And so, today, um, my topic that I chose was... um, Stepping out on faith. That's what the topic is, right? Yes, stepping out on faith. And I feel like this is something that I have been doing a lot lately. And um, it's very uncomfortable sometimes, but it's well worth it. Um, yeah, it's, it's well worth it. Like, I I have this model of like in order to be like where you want to be and be comfortable, sometimes you have to be uncomfortable. And in that uncomfortable like period, it kind of like makes you feel like, oh my gosh, this is not gonna be worth it. Like I should just give up, this, that, and the other. But what I realized, like, and moving around and like like just operating in faith, like it's gonna be those time periods where you're not going to understand why you're going through what you're going through. You're not going to, it's not going to be, um, it's not going to be a walk in the park, but it's all worth it, you know, in the end, but you just have to stay the course and like go with the flow. Like, and know, like, if you're, if you are going to step out on faith and you're doing things, like you're going to have to trust that, you're not going to know what the ending is going to be, but there's going to be a great reward at the end. Um, a lot of people don't know how to like endure the test. So when the times get hard, they kind of back out or just like give up. But when times get hard, that's when you have to fight even harder because that means you're getting closer to what you are. Um, you're getting closer to your blessing and what's for you. Um I took some notes today, like while I was working for the time that I did work today, <laughs> but I took some notes on like faith, you know, and I asked the question, I was like, what is faith? You know, and the Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And that's what we we're taught growing up. That's what we're um, we learn throughout life, um, you know, faith is evidence of things hoped for, 
I mean, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence, evidence of things not seen. And so I was like, okay, we know the biblical term of faith, what faith is, what the Bible says faith is, but what does Webster say the faith is? And so I, I um, looked it up and Webster says faith is defined as belief with strong conviction, firm belief in something for which there may be no tangible proof, complete trust, confidence, or devotion. Faith is the opposite of doubt. So pretty much they just summing up what the Bible says. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Meaning, you know, you're hoping for something to happen, but you can't really see it yet. You just have to trust that um, what you're hoping for is going to manifest for you, if that makes sense, you know? Um, also, you know, we always hear like, you got to have faith, you got to have faith, Um but we don't, we always get that mixed up because we feel like we we have to have this abundance of faith in order for things to work for us. But it's not true. Like, in the Bible, it says all you need is the faith the size of a mustard seed. And he's going to do the rest. And so, like, I don't know if y'all ever seen a mustard seed before, but a mustard seed isn't really that big. Like, not at all. Like, as a matter of fact. Let me show you because I wanted to make sure that I had this example. So I went and got some mustard seeds. By the way, mustard seeds are hard to find. Like <laughs> I went to like two or three stores looking for mustard seeds. Okay. But um, they are tiny. So this is, I don't know if I can even show this to y'all without it falling. So hold on. Let's see. Do y'all see how small these seeds, as they all fall out my hand. <laughs> Do y'all see how small these seeds are? Like, these seeds are extremely small. Extremely small. Like, I'm going to have mustard seeds all over my table, but that's okay. Like, they are extremely small. And... We're only required to have this much faith. That's not that's not a lot at all. That's very little. It's all it's asking of is that much faith in order to manifest what we want. Like if you have this much faith, God is gonna bless you with the rest, you know? And it's crazy that some people are even scared to have faith this small. Like, it it really blows me. But, you know, I get it because we're humans, you know. I know for me as a human, I like to know, I, I like to know what the outcome is going to be before I do something. And um, that's why it's like when I do things like step out blindly, I'm always in my head like, oh my gosh, I hope this is going to work. I hope I'm not doing the wrong thing. But I feel like... When you pray and talk to God and ask him to lead and guide you in the direction you need to go like that, it makes you makes you stepping out on faith a lot, makes your stepping out on faith a lot easier than um, when you just blindly doing things and not talking to him first. Like everything has to be a conversation because one thing about it, God is going to always give you the answers that you need, but you have to take the time to listen to what he's trying to show you. Um Prime example, me moving to South Carolina. Like, 
I took a bit leave of faith coming here. I really I don't have any um family here, you know, no family. I met friends and work. I have a sister that lives here, but that's the only family that I have here. And um I really just took that that leap of faith, but I didn't do it blindly because um I knew if I was doing it blindly that it wasn't gonna be that it wasn't gonna be my steps wasn't gonna be um honored, you know, and it would have set me up for failure. So before I even took the step of faith, you know, I I prayed about it. I prayed about it long and hard and like I knew I wasn't happy back home. Um I was struggling. I was working multiple jobs and struggling. And I don't I don't care to tell now because it's like, you know, we have to go through it to get through it. And sometimes we have to tell our testimony so it can help someone else. Like, so I'm not ashamed to say, like, I was struggling. Like, I was barely paying, making my bills. Like, I was paying one bill and not paying the other. And I was working, like, two two jobs, honestly. And But I stayed sick so much that most of the times I wasn't working. I was in the hospital sick or, you know, whatever the case may be. And I just got tired of going through the motions of like always working just to pay bills and not having the money to do the things I want to do or the things I need to do. Like, or once I pay my bills or some of my bills, um, I didn't have the extra funds afterwards. And it it was a lot. It was a lot. So I was like, you know, I've been doing the same thing consistently over and over again. And I'm still getting the same results. I'm still getting the same results. So now it's time for me to do something different. So I took that time and I said, um, you know what, God? I was like, I'm tired of doing things my way. It's time for me to lean on you. And, you know, I told him the desires of my heart. I I, I told him what I wanted, you know, what I was, um, what I was, what the... I was requiring, you know, I think that's the word I'm trying to use. I don't know. Excuse me. But I told him like what I was striving to be, where I was striving to be, what I wanted to do and um, the desires of my heart. And I asked him to lead me. And so I told him, I was like, you know, I really feel like it's time for me to move. And I was like, but I don't want to move blindly. So I asked him, I was like, I prayed and I was like, I need you to show me the way. Where do I need to go? And honestly, it kind of, the way it worked out is like it's like a fairy tale, honestly. So before I even knew that I was moving here, like two weeks before I knew I was moving here, I was working. I was living in Lagrange. I was working at um, West Georgia Medical Center as a um, patient access representative. And like I was telling my coworkers, I said, "Y'all, this gonna." Um, I was like, "I'm not gonna be here in two weeks." I was like, "This gonna be my last two weeks with y'all. I'm moving," and it was like, "Girl, you're not moving nowhere." I was like, "Okay, mark my words." Now this is before I even had got a job offer. This is before I even anything that I knew that I was moving here. I just put it out in the atmosphere. I put it out. I manifested. I said what I wanted to happen. I spoke it into existence. I said in two weeks, I won't be here. So um, sure enough, I started applying for jobs. I was applying for jobs and I wasn't hearing nothing back from nobody really. And then I had a, a surgery that I had to get done. So I had to some time off from work. 
And um, while I was off from work, I was applying for jobs. And the two the two places, the two states that I was looking to move was here in South Carolina and then in Florida. So I was applying for jobs in both. Um, and I'll never forget, um, it was a Friday when I had the surgery. The Saturday night, I applied for like jobs in Florida and I applied for jobs here in South Carolina. And that Monday, I got emails from both. So I had like virtual, I had two virtual interviews. One was in Florida and one was here. And I did both virtual interviews. And then when I did the virtual interview here, they asked me if I could come in for an interview like two days later. Now, mind y'all, I just had surgery. I wasn't even clear to work. I wasn't supposed to be driving, but I was like, yeah, I can come. So I was like, man, who am I going to get to go with me? So, you know, I asked one of my sister friends to, to um, if she would mind riding with me up here for an interview. So um, we came up here on a Wednesday um, and I did my interview. Um, and it's crazy because I had an interview in Florida the same day, which I knew I couldn't make both of them. So I had prayed about it and I was like, which interview did I want to go to? So when I prayed about it, like, I don't know, I was just kept being led here. So I was like, well, I'm going to take the interview in Florida, in, in South Carolina. So we came up here went to the interview and like, I walked in the interview and I just knew I had the job. Like I knew that I had the job. The lady looked at me and she was like, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. And then she was like, when we was doing, after we was done with our interview, she was sitting and talking with me. I'll never forget her. Her name's Miss Marlena. She was sitting and talking with me and she was like, I knew before you walked in the door that I was going to hire you. And she was like, it was just something about, she was like, but what made me hire you even more, like made me want to hire you even more is like, when you walked in here, it was something about your spirit that just draw to, to me. And it made me want to be like, yeah, I need this person here. Like we need this energy here. And which was crazy because like, I was so nervous when I walked in. So I was like, my, my, my spirit draws to you. Like, but a lot of people tell me that it's like, and she was like, it's something about you. She was like, it's something on you. She's like, you got an anointing on you or something. And she's like, but I just, she's like, I really, I want to take, I want to take that chance on you. And she was like, can you start Monday? And y'all, I don't went to this interview a lot to these people. I don't tell these people that I lived in South Carolina. I gave them my sister's address. I told them, yeah, I live here. This is where I live. Y'all, I don't live in South Carolina. I didn't live in South Carolina. I was still living in at home in Georgia. Like, So she was like, can you start Monday? And I was like, this Monday coming up? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, well, she, y'all, I hadn't even been released to go back to work yet. But I was like, yeah, I can start. Why not? <laughs> like, I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. So when I walked out the interview, like I I sat, I went and got in the car and my sister best friend was like, how did it go, Brie? And I just took a minute and I just looked at her and she was like, oh, you didn't get it? I was like, girl, I start work on Monday. And she was like, this Monday? I was like, this Monday. Like, I was like, that is crazy. She's like, so what you going to do? I was like, well, I said, I'm going to go home. I'm going to pack up my car. I said, and I'm going to leave and I'm going to come back. 
And she was like, okay. So after the interview, we rode around looking at different apartments because I was trying to find a place to stay. And then we ended up going back um, home to Columbus, Georgia. And I was still so in shock that I went up there and got that job. Like I wasn't, I was expecting to go up there and have an interview and then they'd be like, okay, we'll call you back in a couple of days or a week or so. I was not expecting to go up there and they hired me on the spot. Like I took my drug test that day and everything. Like it was so crazy. But I was like, you know, when God is leading you somewhere, he's going to order your steps and he's going to make sure that you were taken care of. So I was like, okay, this is God. Okay, I'm listening to you, God. I'm going to be obedient. So I went home and I told my family. I think I told my mom and I was scared to tell my mom because I was like, she going to be like, no, you don't need to move. Like I was, she, I know she did not want me to go to that interview when I went because I wasn't released to go to work. I had just had surgery like maybe that Friday. And then that next Tuesday, I was on the road going to interview and she's like, you don't need to do that. But I was just like, you know, this is something that I just can't sit on, you know? So when I went home, I was like, I got the job. And I thought that she was going to be like, no, you don't need to move. You need to stay. And that was my biggest thing, my biggest concern. Like, I didn't want to disappoint my mom. I didn't want to disappoint my family. I didn't want to let them down. So I was like, oh, I'm so scared to tell them. But surprisingly, like, everybody was like, behind me they was like yes this is gonna be good for you i think you should do it and that made me feel even better because it's like it's nothing like having the support of the people that you care about like behind you like even if you know you're doing the right thing but when you don't have that support it's kind of like oh my gosh i know i'm doing the right thing but i would love to have somebody here supporting me with this like rooting me on telling me you know so the fact that my family was like super supportive about it, like it made it a lot easier, it made my decision a lot easier. So I went home, I packed my bags and um, I stayed, I, I left that Friday. I left and I um, came here that Friday. And um, so that I could be, you know, settled in for the weekend. I stayed with my sister um, and I started work that Monday and I was like, I was still at all when I went to work that Monday. I was like, I cannot believe that I'm in South Carolina right now. Like, I literally work in South Carolina. Like, it was so crazy for me. Um, and that was just the start of a, an amazing process for me. Like, I felt like had I not stepped out on faith and listened to God when he was like, you know, I'm I'm leading you here. Because it wasn't like, it may seem like a... um a, a, like just a certain thing that I did to most people, especially like the people at work, because, you know, I told them, I told them that I wouldn't be here in two weeks. And when I went out on medical leave for my surgery, I never went back. I sent them um, a letter of resignation when I was out on medical leave. And like, I talked to one of the older ladies that I work with and she was like, you know what, Bree? She was like, I really admire you. She was like, because you said it, you said that in two weeks you would not be here. And she was like, you didn't even lie. She's like, I'm so proud of you. She's like, I'm still shocked that you just actually did it. She's like, because a lot of people talk about doing stuff and they don't actually do it. She's like, but you actually did it. She's like, you actually took that step and you stepped out on faith and you actually followed where God was leading you. And I was like, yeah, I was like, one thing I was like, one thing about it is like, I've been through so much. 
So why not? You know, I put I've been through a lot of stuff, but most of the stuff was like self-inflicted because I was trying to do things my way when God was trying to tell me to do things the other way. And, you know, we we do that sometimes as humans. Like we know like what we supposed to be doing and we know like um, when God is telling us like, hey, no. Like, you supposed to be going left, but you going right. But we think we know it all, so we going to try to go right. <laughs> that's me. Like, that was me. Like, there's plenty of situations that I've been in when I know I was supposed to go left. And and I went right instead because I was like, are you sure, God? Like, you sure that's where I'm supposed to go? I'm just going to take this route and we're going to see. But... This time I was like, I, I don't want to do that. I kind of I want to I want to follow him. Like he's telling me to go here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go where he told me. And you know, honestly, the process was not an easy process. Like the whole, not just the move, like in the transition. It was just like every it, the things that go behind the details. Like it got hard at sometimes. Like I moved down here. For and I, I had a job when I moved down here. Like a month after being here, my job said, "Oh well, we lost our contract, so everybody who's working for roadside assistance with BMW and Allstate are no longer gonna have a job." And like when they sent that email out, I would never forget that day because our job sent out an email that's like, "Change is inevitable." And it was like, they went through this whole spill about, you know, how we go through changes and stuff. And then they laid it on us, the change that we was going to go through. And I'm looking like, dang, like y'all send this email out. Because mind you, I moved here in May. And I think this email was in August when they sent it. So like, I had my apartment in Georgia from May into July. And then they sent this in the beginning of August, and I was like, dang, y'all send this email right when I let go of my apartment. Like, I kept this apartment for three months in Georgia just in case something happened. And now y'all want to send an email after I let my apartment go. And like, a lot of people at work was like crying, and they was upset, and they was like, this is my livelihood, this, that, and the other. And for me, I just like, I didn't feel any emotions. Like I couldn't cry. I wasn't upset. I was confused. I was a lot of confused, but I was like, well, God, you wouldn't bring me here to just leave me high and dry and stranded without anything. So I was like, I'm just going to trust you. And I remember having a conversation with one of my coworkers. Her name was Brianna too. Well, her name is Brianna, but, um, she was like so upset about the email and she was like, what am I supposed to do? Da, da, da. I don't have nobody to depend on. And I was like, girl, what are you talking about? I was like, me either. I was like, but I was like, I'm not worried about it. I was like, one thing for sure, I know that God always take care of his children and I'm his child. I was like, so whether I don't have this job or not, I was like, I know that um, my steps are ordered, so I'm not worried. And she's like, how can you not be worried? She's like, you literally just went to Georgia and moved all your stuff here. She's like, you don't have, she's like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm going to trust him. That's what I'm going to do. I said, I ain't got no other choice at this point. I'm going to trust him. And she was like, you're not worried about your bills or anything. I said, I mean, 
we're human. Like, I, of course, I'm going to worry about, like, how the bills and stuff are going to get paid. But one thing that I realized, like, I didn't tell a lot of people. When I moved to South Carolina, like, I moved here with $20 in my bank account. That's all I had was $20 in my bank account. Like, I had not been to work because I told you I was out on medical leave. So, I had not been to work. And I had to wait to payday. So, like, I put gas in my car to come here and I only had $20. $20 is all I had for two weeks. For two weeks. So, and in that time, I never lacked anything. I never went without eating. All of, when I was in between, you know, paychecks, like, all my bills still got paid. I don't even know how. Like, I can't tell y'all how they got paid. I just know when it was time to pay a bill, the money was there for it to be paid. So, it was just like, you know... That was the least of my worries. Like, if I can move to a whole nother state with only $20, $20, that's it. That's all I had is $20. And I'm still doing good. Like, I'm not worried about them saying we're not going to have this job. So, like, a couple days later, they offered us um, to apply for the Blue Cross Blue Shield um, project that they was having. And, like, most of us got the job. Only time that... Only people who didn't get the job is people who had like multiple write-ups or like action plans against them and stuff. But it was that that was a crazy time period because when I tell you like they was cleaning house, they cleaned house bad. Like we was on the phones and they was just walking in with white boxes and bringing boxes to people's desks and was like, pack up your stuff, you no longer work here. Like. It was so scary because you didn't know if you were going to be the next person that they walk up and bring that white box to. And it's just like, Lord, I trust you. Like, whatever happens, I'm trusting you. Like, you led me here, so I know you're not going to bring me to it and not bring me through it. So I trust you. And that's what I stood on. You know, I trust you. I trust you. And I ended up getting the job with the Blue Cross Blue Shield. So I never lost my job. I just switched over. I did take a pay cut, which kind of hurt me in my pockets a little with bills. But I still was like, you know, I'm going to do what I got to do. If I got to get a second job, I got to get a second job. I'm I'm used to it. So, And that's what I did. I, I went and I applied. I got a second job. And between the full-time job and the second job, like it was getting me, it was keeping me afloat, getting me to where I wanted, um, what I needed to be, like it was paying my bills and stuff. So I wasn't worried about anything, like not too much. Of course, like I'm a worry word anyway. Anybody who knows me knows like if things ain't aligned up just right for me, like I'm going to be, my mom going to be like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? But at the end of the day, I always bring myself back to, well, Lord, I know you got me. Like, I know you're going to take care of me. So if I'm going to have faith, I, I can't worry. Like, cause worry and faith ain't, they don't work hand in hand. It's just like having faith and fear. You can't be fearful and say you have faith. Like you, you have to either have faith and just let all the doubt go, or you're going to have doubt and not have the faith. So I was just like, you know, I'm not worried. It is, you know, what happens happens. You know, I trust you. And he, he did take, like, <laughs> he's been taking care of me. And I'm telling you, I like stepping, stepping out and coming here, the faith, my, my, me coming here and walking by faith and just blindly letting God lead me to where I need to be has been such a blessing for me. Like I'm, I'm in a position right now that I've never been in my life. 
Like, and I I can honestly say, like, I can, I'm, for as long as I can remember when I was back home, I struggled. And I'm not saying I just got it like that. You know, I'm still, still working things out, but I'm blessed to the fact where I can, I don't have to worry about, am I going to be able to pay this bill this month or that bill? Am I going to be able to eat? You know, am I going to have enough money to put gas in my car? Like, I'm not worried about any of that anymore because my needs are supplied because I, I listened to God and I followed his lead. I let him lead me and I continue to let him lead me. And he continues to supply my needs, even when I don't see like, sometimes it's like, now I don't see how this is going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen, this, that, and other. It's not, I had to realize it's not for me to see because I didn't, I didn't create the path. He created the path. So it's for him to see the path. It's just for me to believe that he's going to take care of me. And I had to put in words. Like, you, you definitely have to put in words when you have faith. Like, people think that, oh, because I have faith then everything is supposed to fall into play. But faith without works is dead. You still have to put in work for um, everything to manifest the way it, it's supposed to be or work the way it's supposed to be. Like you can't just say, oh, I have faith that God is going to send me my husband, but you're not doing anything to work on yourself to be presentable as a wife or to make yourself, um, to prepare yourself to be a wife. Like, he's not just going to say, he's just not going to blindly just be like, oh, okay, I'm going to give this to you. Like, you definitely got to put that work in. And um, sometimes we don't want to do the work. We we don't want to do the work. Like, we get comfortable with having things given to us and just wanting things to be, like, accessible to us, like, quick and fast. And I want this, so this is going to happen. But it, it doesn't work like that. Like... Yes, you got to have the faith, but you also got to put the work in. And um, when you put that work in, it makes it so much more rewarding. Like, yeah, you can just get something handed to you, just have it handed to you and just be like, okay, here you go. But honestly, do you appreciate things that's just handed to you? Like, (laughs) if somebody was just come to you today and be like, okay, I want to give you this house paid for you don't have to do nothing it's completely yours you're not gonna appreciate it as much as you putting in the work to purchase your own home and have something to say okay this is mine i don't know about y'all but i know i wouldn't when i get stuff handed to me i'll be like damn i didn't do anything to work for this like i need to put some work in so i can just really say okay i did that i don't want nothing just given to me you know i want to be able to to earn it, you know, and I think, and that's what God wants us to do when he asks us to have faith. He wants us to work for what we are expecting. Um, he wants us to, you know, show that this is what we want. And by showing that it's like, I'm willing to put in the effort to work on me. I'm willing to put in the effort to get to where I want to be. Like, I'm not just Sitting here and it's like, okay, this is what I want and I want you to give it to me. And I don't want to do nothing else. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to wipe my hands with it. No, no, it doesn't work like that. So, um, yeah, I, I think like sometimes we forget that 
the work and the faith are like something that goes hand in hand with each other. Because I hear like um, I I hear people say, "Oh yeah, I'm expected to lose this weight," or like I want to be this size, this that and the other. But they're not doing anything to get there. Like, okay, so you want to lose the weight, but you think the pounds are just going to fall off? Would you not changing your diet, not changing your daily activities, not putting exercise in? It's not going to work that way. Like, it's just not. So, I don't, yeah, you know, (laughs) like, we have to, we have to put in that work in order to, to, um, to go with our faith that we have in order for us to see the end results. And then when you do get to the end results, you're going to be like, man, I went through all of that. But look at the look at the great reward that I got. You know, it's kind of like working. You know, sometimes you go to work and you don't want to work and you have to deal with stuff that you don't want to deal with. But when that paycheck comes, you're like, okay. I'm enjoying the fruits of my labors for some of us anyway. I know that's how it is for me. Like, I go to work and I'll be like, man, I do not want to be here today. I do not want to work. Like, I just wish I could just get paid for not working. But when I get my paycheck, I'll be like, Lord, thank you for your blessings. I had to go through it, but we here, you know? It's just like that. It's just like, you know, um, you go have those trials. You're going to have those tribulations. I definitely had my trials here. Like, this walk was not easy. I'm, I will be the first to tell y'all, this walk was not easy. Like, moving to a different state with people that you don't know, no friends for real, no family. Like, the walk wasn't easy. I had um, a health scare, you know. Um, I had... Um, experienced a mini stroke and that was hard that was hard it was it wasn't easy I'm not gonna say it was easy and being here by yourself like I didn't I it was it wasn't hard I mean it wasn't easy it was not easy and it was very challenging because for one I couldn't my rights my I couldn't move or do anything with my right hand or anything like I'm right-handed. So it's like, now you got to learn all this stuff over again. And when it happened, I was like, God, what did I do to deserve this? But you know, one thing that I realized, like we go through things and we always ask God, like, why am I going through this? What did I do to deserve this? And we question him, but we don't think to stop and be like, maybe this isn't even about us. You know, it's for us, but it's not about us. And that's what, as I like look back on different things that I've been through, different situations, different trials and like the testimonies that I have, like I realized like a lot of the things that I went through, they wasn't even about me, but that it was meant for me to go through them because someone else that I've, I've always end up running into someone else who has either went through what I went through and is struggling with it or is going through what I went through and is struggling with it. And I'm always able to like minister to them and help them and let my testimony be something that helps them out. And I I appreciate it, you know, like going through 
the motion at the time when I'm in the test, it's just like, oh my gosh, I don't understand this, that, and other. But when I come through, when I get through the test and I come out of it, like being able to just help someone else that is going through or went through the same thing that I went through, it's like, I see God. Like I don't, I didn't understand at the time, but now I do understand. I see what you did. I see why I had to go through that. You and thank you. And I, it's crazy because I was just talking to a friend earlier today, um, or yesterday. I was talking to a friend yesterday, and um, I was talking about like you know how um, I went through um, a lot in one of my relationships, and I was like. I wouldn't change anything of that though, because all of that that I went through, it would it built me, it grew me. Like I I needed to go through some of that because I was really naive. I was young for one. I was super super young, and super gullible. I believed anything, and I think like I needed to go through that in order to grow me, in order for me to learn, okay, this is what I can accept and this is what I'm not going to accept. And um, this is what I like and this is what I don't like. And, you know, I just feel like when we go through those things, it shapes us into being the person we are today. I am the woman I am today, right now, because of the test that I've, excuse me, the test that I've been through and the, um, tr- the things that I've overcome. That's that's why I am who I am now. And I have a praying family. My mother is a praying mother. My grandmother was a praying grandmother. I got praying aunts and uncles. Like, prayer changes things. It really does. And, like, even when we feel like it's not, just taking the time to pray and talk to God and listening to what he has for us. Because he talks to us. He tells us everything he needs us to know. But it's up to us to take that time to listen and understand what he is trying to tell us and where he's trying to carry us and where he's wanting us to be. And once you learn that and once you once you tap into that and you're able like God speak to me all the time. People be thinking I'm crazy when I say this, but God speaks to me all the time. And it may not it may be something as subtle as a dream or it may be like. I may hear something. I may have been done prayed and asked for something. And then God will send me a confirmation. Like yesterday. Um, I ain't gonna, I'm not going to lie. Y'all, I was a lot of nervous. I, I had a lot of nerves coming on here by myself. Because I've never done this podcast by myself. And um, it was just, you know, I was like, okay. I'm praying about it. I'm praying about it. I'm praying about it. And I prayed about it. And, um, I asked God to use me and, um, he, he did, he spoke to me and that's why I originally made the decision to like, okay, we're not going to postpone this week. I'm going to do this. Like, this is my, this is my baby. I got this. I, I don't have to have somebody holding my hand all the time. So I have to be a big girl. So like, um, when I prayed about it, he was like, yes, like do it. Like he, he gave me that confirmation and then, um, so I decided I, I made my flyer and I sent it out. And I always send it to my family first. My family gets everything first. So we have this family group message and I sent it. And as soon as I sent it, like my aunt, she had sent this text message. And it was saying like, 
um, step up and show out. Like, and I was like, oh my gosh. Like, and I think we kind of sent our text messages at the same time because they came through at the same time. But when I read that, I was like, look at God. <laughs> look at God giving me my confirmation. And then not only that, this morning when I was reading my daily affirmations, my daily reminders of life, there was, a, it was literally saying the same thing that my aunt was saying yesterday. So I was like, okay, God, I hear you. You ain't got to keep beating it. I, I, I'm listening. I'm going to do it. Like, but I think it's so crazy that like, not crazy in a bad way, but I just use crazy. But I think it's amazing. I think that's the word I need to to use. I think it's amazing how when I ask God for something, he always like give me my answer. But I have to pay attention. Like if I don't pay attention, I'm going to miss what he's telling me. But when I really just tap in and focus and pay attention, God always gives me my answers. Like I can be contemplating something. I can be struggling on something like really, really um, bad. And then I just be like, Lord, I just need your help. I need you to guide me. I need you to, to be my, my guide in this. And he always lead me where I need to be. And I was, and I think it's so amazing that I can just sit and talk to him and he can tell me what I need to hear and what, what I need to do. And I encourage everybody, if you don't have a relationship, I know everybody don't believe in God and you know, whatever you believe in, but I just feel like tap it. You need to tap into that because I save myself a lot of heartaches by talking to God first. Like I save myself a lot of stress by talking to God first. I save myself a lot of money by talking to God first. Like with everything that I do is a conversation with God because when I wasn't consulting with him first, I was just doing things and things was just not flowing how they needed to be. But when I started talking to him and seeking him and getting his, you know, his advice, getting his answers, everything just started to flow so much better for me. Like I'm so much happier. My my life is so much, I don't have as much stress, you know, and it's just like, it's a, it's, it's just amazing. That's all I can say. It's amazing. Like, I don't know another way to explain it than it is amazing because it is like, <laughs> he really does. He, he really does want us to have the desires of our hearts, but we have to trust that he knows what's best for us versus what us. Cause he already know what our ending is going to be like before we even think thought about our beginning like before we was even born he has already pre he's already had our future predetermined for us and it's just for us to say hey i'm gonna follow you lord i believe in you i'm gonna trust you i'm gonna put my faith in you i'm gonna follow you and i'm gonna allow you to lead me to where i need to be you know, show me what I need to do to be what you need me to be. And I'm, it's just, to me, it's amazing. It's so amazing. I I say, like, I'm so glad that I have the love of God on me because that's it. no other love can compare to that. Like, no other love can compare to what 
um, the love that God has for me. Like he loved us so much that he gave his life. How many people, you know, will give their life, like willingly just say, I'm going to give my life so that you can have eternal life. Like you can have a life that is fulfilling and rewarding and, you know, for you to prosper. Like, I don't know nobody who's willing to do that, but he, God did that for us. He did that for me. Like, and the love that the love that he shows, like, is not compared. Like, no other love can compare to that. And I'm so grateful that I have his love and his blessings upon my life. And that, you know, I can. And that's why I can step out on faith and be like, well, Lord, you done brought me through so much already. Like, I I believe you. I don't care where you lead me to. You could be leading me to the wolves. I'm going to trust you that you leading me to these wolves and you're going to pick me up and carry me. These wolves ain't going to attack me. So honestly, I don't care. Wherever you tell me to go, I'm going to follow. If you tell me today, right now, if God was to tell me right now today, I want you to pack up and leave and I want you to move. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to pack up. <laughs> I'm going to leave and I'm going to move because I know if he did it before, he is definitely going to do it again. And I ain't got to worry about it. There's no doubt. There's nothing that I have in my mind that God is not going to bring me through. So, and that's just that. Like, it's it sounds so easy when you talk about it. And it really is easy when you know that God got you. Like, he got you. You taken care of it's easy to be like, I'm going I'm to follow you. And, and that's just in anything in life. It's easy to follow when you know that you have someone that's going to lead you to where you need to be. And I, I don't see, I don't know what my future holds. Like, I don't know what's determined for me in the end, but I know God knows. So because he knows, I'm just going to follow him and I'm going to let everything else work itself out. And that's why I say, trust the process. Trust the process. <laughs> that's all we can do is trust the process. The process is not always easy. It's not always fun, but it's definitely rewarding. Trust the process. If he bring you through to it, he definitely going to carry you through it. That's my word. <laughs> that's, that's, that's that. <laughs> And so, like, I talked a lot. I'm sorry, y'all. I did talk a lot. But I that was just on my heart today. That was on my spirit today. Um, I'm going to look at some of the comments. Um, okay. I think I can't get into my phone. So, let me just look on my iPad. <laughs> um, scrolling back down. I missed a lot. Okay, so Bridget said you got to make yourself a priority. I think I was talking about like um, being selfish with myself. So that is true. You always have to make yourself a priority. Um, my auntie said um, it's a faith walk, trust God. I think that was something we were talking about earlier. Like definitely have to trust him. Um, faith versus doubt, most definitely. Uh, um, what else? Um, she said God uses your pain and brokenness when you give it to him. He makes you better. That is so true. That is so true. Um, and 
there is no no one like God. And that's why I'm so glad that I have a relationship with him. And I encourage everybody, if you don't have a relationship with God, like even if you don't, if you didn't grow up believing in God or you don't believe believe in God or whatever, like find find someone that you maybe you're not a Christian, so you don't believe in God, you believe in Buddha or um I don't know all the other ones, I'm sorry. But <laughs> like it's you need you need that in your life. Like you need the you need the word in your life. So I I would definitely suggest like, you know, getting closer to him and um getting in the word because the word is our our guide to life. Like is definitely our guide in in life. Like we don't realize that everything that we're going through, there's something to help us through it. The Bible is kind of like our instructions on how to live and how to move and how to get through the things we're going through. And um, yeah, like <laughs> get in that word, get grounded in the word and it's, it will definitely change your life. I promise you that. Um. We got five minutes left. Uh, oh, thank you. My aunt said, you are a faith walker. Thanks for sharing your test, sharing your testimonies. You're welcome. Like I love sharing my testimonies because I feel like they can help someone else because we never know. Like a lot of people struggle in silence. They don't talk about it because they're ashamed about the things they go through or went through or going or, you know, in the midst of. But I feel like when other people are sharing what they went through, it helps you be helps you to understand like I'm not the only one who's went through this or who's going through this or who's gonna go through this. And so like for me if I go through something, I definitely want to share it so like the next person will know like I went through it, but I came out of it, and so can you. So I'm definitely gonna always be an advocate of like my testimony. I'm always gonna share those. Um, I wanted to read my reminder of life, like my affirmations that I do, because I told y'all like it was confirmation, right? So. It says, only you can decide how to show up for the people in your life. There is a difference between saving, sacrificing, and supporting. Remember, it is not your responsibility to save others. However, it is your responsibility, it is their responsibility to save themselves. You can only support them on their journey by inspiring them, encouraging them, and offering guidance. Stop sacrificing happiness. Stop sacrificing your happiness for others to find theirs. I'm going to just leave that there. I feel like that's a great way to end this podcast. I want y'all to harbor on that. I'm definitely harboring on this because this was definitely speaking to me in so many ways and y'all don't even know. So um, I want to say thank y'all so much for joining me tonight. Um this was great. I didn't even drink any wine today. I thought I, I poured a glass of wine because I thought I was going to be nervous and I needed my wine, but I didn't even drink any of my wine. And I didn't get to show y'all my cotton candy grapes either because I got some cotton candy grapes. They're really good. But 
Thank y'all so much for joining me. Thank you for joining this live tonight. I am going, I did post, I forgot to tell y'all in the beginning of the live, I did post all of, um, the see all of season two episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and, um, what else is on? Something else. But I did post it. I did post it up. So like, if y'all miss any of the episodes, um, they were posted on Monday. I know I was supposed to post them last Monday, but I posted them this Monday and I'm going to make sure this one is up in a timely manner. It should be up by the end of day tomorrow. Um, again, thank y'all so much for joining me. I love y'all. I hope y'all have an amazing rest of y'all week because today's what Thursday. Yes. So I hope y'all have an amazing day tomorrow and a great weekend. And I cannot wait to see y'all next week. And thank you for joining Girl Talk, Let's Talk. Y'all have a great night. Love y'all.